everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. I mean, the world has gone to hell in a handbasket, but, you know, we've made it into March, so um, I'm uh, chalking that up to maybe a couple days closer to spring. Yeah, for sure. And and you and I aren't geopolitical analysts, so we're not going to dive into the rest no. of the stuff. No, it has been on constantly here in my household on CNN around the clock. But yeah, um, yeah work seems to be the uh, time away. <laughs> mm. Time away from all that. You know me. I'm a news junkie. So I know. I, yeah, I'm not. So I but I I've paid attention a little bit. But yeah, I've had other things going on and sold a house yesterday. So um, well, yeah, that's kind of a big deal and a little closer, kind of a big deal. closer to home. No pun intended. So yeah, no. But yeah, it's uh, it's funny like everything with this move and this house sale like went super super smoothly but it's still pretty stressful it's like a big thing right yeah. you like can't stop thinking about it so it's nice to be able to stop thinking about it it's over now it's good now you can uh finish unpacking if you haven't and settle in yeah and focus on more research yes more research we're going to talk research today uh we are going to talk about some of your research so you have um, some new data collected on data. Uh, and so we're gonna talk a bit about some of the trends you're seeing around um, analytics and management, but you know, more broadly, I think, how companies are trying to grapple with data. I think we, we talk about this a lot in theory, but um, what I've learned in reading some of what you've written here is that you know, I don't know that companies entirely have their arms wrapped around all of the lofty goals that they have around what they want to do with all this data that they have. So let's chat a little bit about that, shall we? Yeah, it's been um, quite a journey the past several years looking at this field of data. I would say it started in like the 2013 timeframe when big data was kind of a big buzzword. And we yes. did a couple of studies focused explicitly on big data. And the biggest thing that I can remember us finding in those studies is that most companies weren't ready for it. Um, mm -hmm. They were reading headlines about how, you know, large organizations were able to do new things with unstructured data and they wanted to tap into that, but they hadn't built up a data management practice. They, they, they weren't um, rigorous about it. And so that's what we found then and you know, fast forward a few years through the time that we built the framework, and even at the time we built the framework, data emerged as one of the four areas that we felt like IT departments and CIOs were structuring their operations around, um, along with infrastructure, software development, and cybersecurity. And so it's definitely the most nascent one of those four areas, yeah. but I think to your point, it's become something that everyone's talked about. And we've obviously had digital data forever, but the the new thing that I'm seeing is data-driven. So what does it mean to be a data-driven enterprise? I feel like that is a term that's probably gonna come up alongside, you know, maybe even overtake digital transformation as kind of a, a buzzy, lofty goal that a lot of organizations are, are aiming for. And I think with data-driven, there's probably um, a little bit more detail behind what that would mean and how you get there than there is for digital transformation. So now we've just been looking at the field of data for a couple of years. And, you know, as you discovered when you were introducing this, the, the word data is a 
bad one to use for the field and it's a bad one to use as we're doing research because I'm always saying I've got data on data um, yeah. and it just quickly becomes a word that loses all meaning. But yeah, for, for this year, I, I tried to just kind of call it data management and analytics because it's more than just data analytics. That's what everyone wants to get to yeah. is the analysis, but they have to start with the management. Yeah, that's what I found in 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 reading um, some of the results that you have here is that um, the sexy stuff gets all the attention, and that happens a lot in technology, as we well know. Um, but in order to get to the sexy part, you got to get to the more mundane pieces of that, and a lot of companies are not, and some of those are as boring as you know um, the things that have to happen around data collection, um, storage you know, put me to sleep some, you know, but those are kind of key things, the foundational elements that have to be in place and companies want to whiz right by that part. But if you do, you're going, you're not, you're never going to get to that little holy grail that you want to get to um, that will make you a data-driven organization. And I wonder if there's just a real disadvantage for older companies that have so much baggage already to become data-driven versus, a newer company out of the gate, just like with uh, digital transformation, they were able to, you know, exist in the cloud right out of, um, right out of their being, as opposed to having to reverse engineer everything for the cloud. Same going for becoming data driven. So I see where there's issues there and, and difficulties getting there, and most of our companies obviously have that baggage, um, but doing that foundation correctly seems to me to be the the best advice that we or anybody can provide to companies who want to really get to that data-driven status. Yeah, I think, I think you're right that like a new company today probably knows that they're going to rely on data for their decision-making. And so they're going to think about it upfront. So I think there is somewhat of a disadvantage for uh, an older company that, that hasn't been structuring their data or building policies and procedures. On the other hand, I think that that learning curve is one that they can come up pretty quickly. They don't have to use brand new technology in order to do it. They can use some really tried and true methods uh, like just having a database administrator or using SQL or relational databases that have been around for decades. They don't have to jump right into the real nitty gritty stuff of pulling everything together into a data lake and having machine learning algorithms working on it. I think they can start with basic stuff where there have been best practices established. And I think we see that in the survey that we ran where companies clearly want to get to the analytics. When you ask them what some of their priorities are, it's around speeding up analytics or getting a comprehensive view of the data. Lower on the priority list are things like storage or networking. But then if you ask them what skills they're trying to build, they are trying to build some of those foundational skills. You do see database administrator, data engineer, things like that um, before you would see data analyst or data scientist. So I, I think that companies have an understanding of the problem. Um, and, and now it'll be interesting to see exactly how well they're able to solve it. Yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, you mentioned all of these different job roles and job types and the the skills that might be needed. I mean, is most of this type of activity really the domain of very large companies? I try to think about this through the lens of, of, um, of sort of the channel ecosystem that I cover so much um, in that those are very small companies, many of them, and you would call medium-sized companies, somebody with 50 employees even in that 
particular ecosystem. And I wonder how they are able to dive into this kind of high level, you know, data analysis and management, and even the, some of the foundational structure that we just talked about. Um, or are we talking about something that's kind of in, in that upper echelon right now and will boil down at some point? Or is there a place where those small companies can plug in? Yeah, I, th I think that in in terms of the uh, just the general field of, of data and and how companies might want to structure themselves, if I'm thinking about an end user to start off with, I, I think you might see some smaller companies bringing on a data specialist like CompTIA has a data team uh, of, of people that are, you know, in there wrangling Power BI and IMS and the other things that we use for um, our, our databases and tracking, you know, our members and our certification business, uh, we actually kind of stood up a data function before we stood up a dedicated cybersecurity function. And now we have both. Uh, for most companies, it was the other way around. They've stood up a dedicated cybersecurity function, and now they're getting around to having a chief data officer with dedicated data specialists. Um, historically, those data specialists have come from software development. It, it would have been a programmer that was kind of specializing in data and maybe, yeah. you know, kind of in charge of making sure that everything was where it was supposed to be. And that person eventually became a DBA. Um, but I think now you see companies understanding that they want to have people dedicated. Maybe they're questioning exactly how do they bring people in? Like, what is the entry level role or what pathways could you have into those data um, roles? And, and so from an end user perspective, I think you are going to have um, maybe even medium to smallish companies that would have, you know, a data specialist. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then in terms of, of, of the channel, I think this is another one of those areas that we talk about so much where there are definitely products involved, but I don't know that it's a product centric activity. This is the process of managing your data, right? And so a managed service provider might be aligned to this from a business model perspective. They might not have the right skills on board, but the, the person that's just been moving product, installing product and setting it up, uh, there's a little bit of of room there for, for them to to push some products, but largely, again, they they would have to decide if they want to get involved with the overall process. Yeah, one of the things, I mean, MSPs for years have been, at least good ones, um, sort of ahead of the game ones, have been building dashboards for their customers where they're, you know, obviously they're collecting so much data um, that's on the network uh, that they're managing for their customer. Um, and they would put these, put all this data together and sort of present it. But it was the end user company, their customer that had the analytics skills in place that would take a look at what was being presented to them um, via a dashboard or some other printout, for instance. And the analysis and what we do with it would take place on the end user side. I think what we're seeing today is more and more MSPs who really want to get into this area have had to up their skills game so that they're not just throwing the results of the data collection over the over the fence to their customers to do what, what they want with it, but rather um, doing some analysis on those results themselves and then consulting. And, you know, I've spoken and, and we've talked ad nauseum about the consulting opportunities that the channel has. And this is definitely one of those areas uh, where anywhere where data collection is happening, you know, IoT I've talked about as one of the areas 
where um, so much data collection is happening. And if you're an MSP who is managing all of those devices that's, um, that is uh, collecting it, all of the, the data that's coming in, it, you, know, you are much more valuable to your customer if you're able to then tell them what to do with it and how it would help their business. Um, I don't think the channel in, as a whole is there yet. Um, and they face the same sort of skills issues and challenges that end user companies do. And I, I thought this would be a good pivot to talk about that because that's one of the things that you bring up um, in, in the uh, report brief that you did write about this is that you know one of the biggest challenges is we can see all the data, we know where we wanna go, where our goals are, we wanna be able to read it and, and analyze it and apply it uh, to our business for positive results, but we need people to do that. This is not, these aren't all easy tasks uh, and they require skills in a very tight labor market right now. Um, and some of these skills are not skills that are, you know, the, the first things that you think about when you go to get a degree. Uh, I think you mentioned this in, in the report as well. A lot of computer science and other engineering type degrees in universities are not Data, data focused as much as they are on some of the other uh, aspects of IT. And so clearly the human piece of this is going to be a big challenge. You can decide this is what you want, but you need to have the people in place to be able to do it and execute on it. Yeah, so starting with the third party stuff, it is interesting to see that there doesn't seem to be a huge appetite for leaning on third parties for a lot of these data activities yet. Um, it, it, we'll, we'll have to see how that changes over time, because I think that probably what companies are thinking right now is that this is our data. This is the differentiating factor. Yeah. Um, and I think in a lot of cases, that probably is the case. When you look at what companies are wanting to do with their data, it's the same thing that they've always wanted to do with technology. You know, they want to improve operations. They want to grow the business. They want to reach new markets. Those are things that we've always done with standard technology. Now, those are the things that are becoming the priority for data. And so I think data is becoming the differentiator and companies are probably going to start by thinking that they want to build internal capacity. That's obviously at some point going to run up against budgeting and um, all the different types of specialization that you might have in this field. And so then they will inevitably start looking more to third parties. And those third parties will have to have the right skills. Um, but, but in terms of general skill building, you're right that this is a really prime example of the, the overall challenge in technology hiring today where companies are wanting to go through digital transformation. They're wanting to become data-driven. They know that they need skills. And then they go out there and look. And there are kind of few to be found. And especially for a field like data or a field like cybersecurity, what we see is companies that are not just looking for someone to come in at the ground level. They're, they're looking for someone with three to five to 10 years of experience. Uh, and so those get really few and far between. And, and the question becomes, how are we building those? Um, and, and we've talked for a while in technology about needing to move away from traditional pathways, whether that's a four-year degree um, or, or some kind of other trade program or something like that. And I think data is another opportunity here to really expand the playing field uh, and think about where you're getting this talent from, because it, it probably won't be the traditional pathways. And um, one really interesting thing about the data field and especially data analyst is that those people can come from multiple walks of life. It's not 
always going to be a technology pathway. You could have somebody that's a database administrator that decides to become a data analyst and focus more on the numbers and and asking the right business questions. But because there are business questions involved, you could just as likely have somebody come over from a business department and want to be a data analyst. And you know, we won't dive into the minutia of what's the difference between a data analyst and a business analyst. You know, the point is that businesses are wanting to analyze their data and they want to give people the skills. And this is why CompTIA has come out with new Data Plus certification is because businesses have a need to fill. There's the ability to fill it from a lot of different pathways. Uh, and this certification is one way of filling skill gaps for wherever you might come from. So if you're coming from the business side, maybe this helps fill you some of the technical pieces. If you're coming up a technical ladder, maybe this gives you a little bit more ability to ask the right business questions and understand how to present that information. Uh, so we're really excited about it. it. It's not only a brand new certification for us, but it's our first entry into this field of data where all the rest of our portfolio is mostly focused on infrastructure and cybersecurity. So we're starting to cover a little bit more ground now. Yeah, I was reading up actually on Data Plus the other day and all the things that it offers. It, it is, you know, multi-pronged little on-ramps here and there for people who are interested in this type of career. And it really sounds like, you know, the ideal candidate for some of these data positions is somebody who's uh, super well-rounded, like you said, and has some footing in the technical uh, requirements and and some footing in the business savvy that goes along with that as well. And, and if you can find that person, scoop them up right away. And I'm sure those people are getting scooped up right away. I wanted to throw one monkey wrench in, and that is how do some of our emerging technologies like AI, machine to machine learning, you know, how do those change the playing field for data analysis when you can have algorithms that do it for you? I think that's where we start getting the world of data science, which yeah. has certainly been a hot topic. And, you know, a lot of people say that that's one of the fastest growing technology roles that are out there. And when we did the work a couple of years ago, looking at the different technology roles uh, that, that companies post for and trying to look for common job clusters, I think we were kind of thinking that data analyst and data scientist might have a lot of overlap. And in fact, we saw that they had less overlap than we thought, that the, the data analyst is doing, I guess I would call it a little bit more traditional work. You know, they're, they're pulling in the data, they're looking at it, they're, they're maybe doing some manipulation or maybe the DBA is doing some manipulation. They're looking for patterns, they're trying to ask the right questions and they're presenting it in, in a visual way. The, the data scientist now is the one that's like building new models and applying machine learning algorithms. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a slightly more advanced role. And, and I think there we do have a little bit of a, of a linear progression. So where companies might currently be building out like database administrators and data analysts in parallel, uh, and those could be two parallel paths that you would have, but data scientists would definitely sit on top of both of them. Uh, as, as something a little bit more advanced and specialized. So it's definitely um, part of the field. Uh, it's definitely an intersection there. And, and I think that the other way that it intersects is if you're wanting to use artificial intelligence or, or new algorithms in order to make some decisions, you usually need a lot of data fed into that for the training. So in order to even get to the point of really using artificial intelligence, you have to have a structured approach to your data 
So it's all kind of a virtuous cycle um, and it's all going to feed on each other and lead to more demand for skill and probably down the road, more specialized skill. Uh, but these are the ones that we see most commonly today. What's nice about it is there's a, an obvious career path and there are stops along the way. If you want to make it to this point and this is where you land and want to stay or you can keep going. And that's always nice when you're especially a young person starting out with a professional career to think, you know, that it's a ladder that they can climb up. Um, which is kind of exciting because not all careers are like that. So, um, so data, think about it. We're going to find a new word for that, right? <laughs> I, I think we have to. It's it's yeah. been a rough ride over the past couple of years that we've been yeah. fielding this survey and you know just trying to throw out the word. But I yeah. I haven't seen you know really anything anything developing out there. You you do see a lot more people talking about data, and you see data driven. You see data ops maybe where they're trying to like overlap the, you know the data yeah. and the operations side. I don't think that's got nearly the critical mass of DevOps now, but. Uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe we can coin a phrase here. Yeah, we'll patent that thing, copyright it, whatever it is. And uh, and uh, that'll be how we make our fortune, right? <laughs> yeah. A new word for data. Uh, well, this is really a great conversation. I know we will continue to talk about this subject um, moving forward, but... Um, uh, always a good one. And um, if you are interested in Data Plus, I think it's available to, to check out right on our website. We can get a, you know, you can get a, a summary of what it's all about and how to pursue it if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check out uh, comptia.org for some of the research or any of the opportunities and certifications or training. Um, and we're yeah really excited to see where this one goes. Cool. Got to thank Andrea today. Yeah. Yes. That's Thanks proud. again, always to Andrea McMillan, our producer. Um, recording early on this one so that she can get out and enjoy a vacation. So Yay. best wishes on the vacation, Andrea. Hope you have a good time. <laughs> here. All right, my buddy. I will see you next time. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.